Welcome to Credit Union Joe is Disrupted with Josh. Is it recording? Today we're joined by Terry Katz, our Executive Vice President at ELGA Credit Union, an almost $1 billion credit union in Flint, Michigan. Terry, how are we doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Joe. Good. Lightning round. Let's learn three things we should know about you. First, favorite food? Cheeseburgers. Nice. Favorite movie? Tombstone. Oh, and if you weren't helping make the credit union difference, what would you be doing for a living? Uh, wandering aimlessly through life. I started the, with the credit union at 16 years old, so I don't really know anything else. So this is what I was meant to do. All right. Surf bum it is. Love it. All right. Well, let's, uh, we're here to talk about branch investment today. So let's start a bit high level. Um, you know, your credit union is investing uh, in brick and mortar. Just tell us a little about your strategy. Sure. Uh, we're investing in brick and mortar because we want to offer our members both options, the digital option and the convenience of an in-person option. We think that our members want that as a solution and they continue to reinforce that strategy by coming into our branches. Even as we add more digital capabilities, our branch traffic stays steady and even grows. So we feel like it really just enhances our branch strategy. The digital does not uh, necessarily take away from it. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense, right? When you like see what everybody's talking about, especially the fintech world, or I mean, a different article each day, right? Or 10 in an hour. Right. But, so the argument could be made that, well, maybe your digital product isn't strong enough to not have to rely on your branches, right? Because sure. honestly, like if you read enough articles, read articles, it's like you should just be investing all in digital. This is where it's headed. There's no more brick and mortar. So it's just an absolute waste of money to keep investing. What, I mean, what, what, do, you, what do you think from that standpoint? Why, why that argument exists? Because they don't have brick and mortar. You think that's it? <laughs> I mean, sure, you can invest. You know, we, we invest heavily in our digital. We also invest in our branch network. Our members tell us that they want the branches. Uh, and I don't think that no matter how good our digital is, that they're going to stop coming into the branches. We get comments such as, you know, we love being able to come in and see you and sit down with somebody when we need you. You know, we get that you're like a community financial institution. Sometimes they even throw out the word bank. You're like, you know, we like to have our community financial institution that we can come into and talk to somebody when we want to. And uh, a lot of our members say that and they continue to say that. And like I said, reinforce that because they do come into our branches. You ever think maybe it's just a, a bunch of people that are getting a, a, a crap ton of VC money just hoping that they become profitable. So they have to prop up the idea that digital first is or digital only is uh, better than brick and mortar. Certainly could be if that's where all their money is invested. Like I said, they don't have brick and mortar. So if all their money is invested in digital, then yeah, you, that's your agenda. You would push that. Uh, so Terry, Wait, sorry, I'm, Joe. Geez, Joe. Gosh, dang, man. I mean, let's get a good question here. Finally. Uh, what, what do you think about the idea though? Uh, wait, saying that, what about the value of the brick and mortar as a, as a marketing shingle, which is hard for people to struggle with, especially CFOs, right. To be able to understand the ROA, but do you, do you value them from that perspective, uh, being in the neighborhoods or wherever you're at and making sure that, I mean, do you, you've already value them as a marketing shingle? Certainly. Uh, you know, we, we definitely do that. We put a branch in, in downtown Flint. We think not only is that a good business move from being able to help the, the um, people in the downtown Flint area, but also it, it let's, you know, be honest, it's a good, a good PR move too. So um, we're doing good things at both ends. And I, I would say also, you know, when you go into a small community, it's really hard to go into a small community with just a marketing effort and not have a presence there. Uh, so certainly the branch is a marketing piece itself uh, and brings people in the door. It helps them understand and recognize you. Stereo, bring on another benign question. Josh, I'm, I'm muted. Yeah. Uh, 
So Terry, how has COVID impacted your strategy or, or your investment strategy at all? We re-looked at it and sat down and said, is our strategy still relevant? Will it work? And uh, we believe it will. And it really hasn't, hasn't really changed our investment strategy in brick and mortar branches at this time. I know a lot of credit unions are starting to look at other investment opportunities and in, say like interactive teller machines and things like that. We've already had those. So uh, we don't really have to pivot or change. We have interactive teller machines in all of our branches. And we are also also have tellers in all of our branches. So we have a mix and we will also do that in the new branch that we just broke ground on a couple of weeks ago. So on interactive teller machines, I've read this theory that interactive teller machines um, are um, just kind of a bridge. They're a bridge technology. Like they should only be able to last so long, right? They should only last so long, meaning that I, I don't disagree on the brick and mortar. I think that you're creating either knowledge centers or experience centers in the long run, right? And a marketing shingle. But the, the interactive teller machines is kind of interesting if people think that's their future strategy. To me, it seems like it's only a bridge strategy. Like it'll allow me to serve people, um, you know, electronically more of them efficiently or whatever the case is or in different areas. But at some point in time, mo a lot of those transactions probably will move to digital only and the ATMs then start to have less value. I still think you have an ATM with value because cash is still going to be king for a long time. Sure. But I just don't know if an ITM strategy is is an all encompassing strategy for a credit union thinking they've closed down from COVID. Uh, sorry, that was actually just me talking a bunch about probably nothing that mattered. But a question on COVID is, because because huh? when we first started with ITMs, the question we were having is, do we have just full functioning, like super functioning ATMs, or do we go with ITM? And we started with ITM, but we do see that as members start to use the ITM and get comfortable with it they stop hitting the button to talk to somebody and they actually start just doing the transaction themselves. So they self-serve then. Yeah. yeah. So on that, on that with the, the COVID shutdown, what do you believe? Do you believe this? Do you believe this notion that uh, this is the great work from home migration and that's it? We're not, we're not, employees aren't coming back, man. They're not. I mean, so like, you know, I, yeah. Michigan, I think, of course, I think of Detroit immediately or Flint and, and think, so all the downtown buildings, all these employees, they're done, not coming back, just going to be empty. Everybody's going to, I saw this morning, people were supposedly uh, building offices out of sheds in their backyards. That's their new office, which blows my mind because I want to work from home, but now I really don't want to be in my home. So, but, so what do you think about this notion? They're not coming back because that would affect us all, right? Uh, certainly we, you know, have a lot of office space. We're investing in new office space. So that could, that could definitely uh, impact us if that's the case, but I can't tell you how many times in my 24 years in the credit union industry, I've heard the new normal and it rarely ever turns out to be a new normal. It turns out to be a temporary blip on the radar and old habits die hard. People go back to what they, what they are used to, but also on the, you know, where you're getting at with say like, uh, you know, employees coming back to work or working from home, we need interaction with people. I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh, that's the type of people we hire and so they really do want, for the most part, want to have that interaction. It may not be every single day. So I would maybe argue that there could be more flexibility on our part as a credit union saying, yeah, sure, when you want to work from home, maybe that's a couple of days a week, whatever, you can go do that. But for the most part, you're going to be and want to be in the, inside the building with your coworkers, you know, having chats at the coffee maker, whatever that is, and having that human interaction. Yeah, I like the new normal too. It drives me nuts, to be honest. I didn't hate the old normal. Well, I, I just think too, I think it maybe just is where you come up, how you come up 
if I would have said to my dad, oh, dad, I'm looking forward to the new normal, he'd be like, rub some dirt on it, get back in there. What's wrong with you? <laughs> right. Sorry, Joe, you going to say something or are you done? Did you check no, out? No, I mean, no, I kind of gave up. I appreciate it. You've, you've, you've interrupted me like three different times. So uh, I was going to ask Terry outside of ITMs how he's blending his digital approach and his physical approach, if that seems like a good enough question for you. Seems like a great question. So uh, we've made and we continue to make significant investments in our digital platforms. We just went through a mobile and online banking upgrade earlier this year. And since then, it's been just constant projects to implement new products or, or offerings through that platform or enhance what we currently have, while at the same time investing in our branch structure. We don't believe that it's one or the other. We think they should complement each other. Uh, one way that, that can happen, so one of the things that we're getting ready to implement is uh, video chat. And we think that's a way that we can utilize some of our branch staff to help members through a virtual channel when they don't have a member in front of them. So they can a member can ha have kind of that branch interaction, uh, but through a virtual channel with a, a branch associate. When you're thinking of your digital approach and, and making that investments, you know, it's easy to think of the things that you uh, wanted to do, right? You wanted to have great uptime and uh, easy login and all that. But what do you think is one thing, if you can narrow it down, doesn't have to be one, I guess, but what do you think one thing is that uh, financial institutions, particularly credit unions, don't consider that they should when it comes to trying to uh, figure out who to select or what kind of product to bring online from a digital banking perspective? You know, because you think of the, the basic stuff, right? The thing has to transfer money. You know, probably want to be able to make loan payments, be able to turn card functions on and off. Is there anything you can think of that, that financial institutions don't do a good enough job considering that should be included in it? Maybe the user experience, you know, just because we're, we're, the, we're credit union people. So we're more tuned to, like you said, it needs to transfer, it needs to do this and that, but how slick is the, the user experience? How easy is it to do all those things? And how, what other types of offerings can you easily plug into that platform to, op, to enhance the offerings to your member as opposed to just whatever your online and mobile banking provider uh, can offer to you? Gosh, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. We've been trying to uh, flip this model of thinking. And it's just, a, it just feels like, I hate to use the word old school, but I will phrase old school. It feels like this old school thinking or if anything else, it's such an operational way of thinking. And credit are built that way, right? They're financial monsters, regulatory compliance issues, everything else. So you're so operational focused. But yeah, a lot of times when it comes to bringing a product on, we, you know, I think a lot of financial institutions, particularly credit unions, forget to look at it from the journey from the customer first, or yeah. the member first in this situation, right? When it's a credit union. From the member's view first. And one of the hardest things I think is you're right. You're thinking about, you want to look at it from the credit union's perspective, but you need to put that member's shoes on. But first you got to take yours off. Right. Right. Entirely. So I think that's pretty good. That's pretty interesting. I mean, thank God that that uh, uh, Terry actually has some great answers and knowledge to give back. They're not matching up with this, with the poor level of questioning that Joe has, but Joe, do you got anything else? I'm curious. I did. Well, I was, I was, I wanted uh, Terry to take out his crystal ball a little bit and uh, help us see, what do you see the future of, you know, branch banking looking like, you know, not five years, 10 years, but you know, when we're, we're long and gone. Oh boy. That far out, huh? Um, I think that most all the, all the transactions, maybe even more transactions than we think of today will be done through machines. 
I don't, I mean, I think we're already going that way. We're just a long way from getting there. In the branch, the actual brick and mortar structure will be used for those higher level uh, interactions that need to take place where the member needs a more of a consultative approach uh, to handle a real need or problem that they have as opposed to just a simple transaction. I think in the future that the, the simple transaction in a branch will probably cease to exist. You think it's uh, speaking of that really quick. I, sorry, Joe. I know we're probably going long, but um, on that notion of what it looks like in the future, you know, and you you do hear a lot of conversation from people from the fintech world that uh, you know branches are dead, and and then there was a recent article from the the new VP of retail for Wells Fargo basically coming out and saying branches aren't dead, and that's kind of interesting, right? But um, for me, when Chase Bank builds a giant flagship store in Manhattan right? Like a showpiece, right? You, you sit there and, and if you're on the digital is the only way to go side, you got to be thinking, why the hell did they do this? You know, I mean, what, what do you think is the reason Chase puts this giant mega flagship in downtown Manhattan, expensive real estate? It could be part of that marketing shingle like you talked about, but also because, I mean, I, again, we don't think that branches are dead. I kind of alluded to it. I came into this industry 24 years ago. And when I came into it, cash was on its way out, checks were on their way out. It's 24 years later and neither, neither of those have happened, right? Uh, so it's been what a decade they've been saying the branch is dead and that just does not seem to be the case whatsoever. So I, I believe that they, they feel that people still want a place to go and that they need to have those places for them to go. Do you hear that joke? Cash, see, it's not dead. It's a cool thing to carry around when you have a few bills, you can touch it. Unlike you writing checks in the grocery store line, that's BS, man. Nobody writes well, that. No, a coin shortage. I use exact change now. I count pennies. I bring my coin purse. Every Good single for you. Time. You're doing that would not surprise me. It's in your fanny pack, I'm, I'm certain. Well, that's why luckily you can't see below my, uh, my chest line. You can't see the fanny pack. But Terry, we'll let you off the hot seat here. In uh, recap, you know, folks took only a handful of things away. Presence is king. People want that local personal touch in their communities. They want their financial institutions to be present uh, in their community. And your physical and digital approach can be complementary to each other. So those are the things that that really drive home your branch investment. Is that is that fair? I'd say that's fair. Awesome. Well, thanks for, for tuning in, everybody. Terry, thanks for being here. Josh, you were there. Uh, but this has been Credit Union Joe is Disrupted with Josh.